0: the final bracket march madness region breakdown of course last but not least we will be talking about the west region and i had to bring in a special expert for this final bracket breakdown and by expert i mean he doesn't really know all that much about college basketball that's why he's an expert because those are the people who always pick these correctly because they have no biases They have not watched any of the games, so he's the perfect um, guy slash expert to choose this. And that's one Mr. Cody Holsey. How are you, sir?
1: I'm fantastic. What is up? Are you ready to talk about these uh, college basketball teams?
0: I am ready to do this for the second time. So maybe this will be a better round for us than the first one.
1: (laughs) Well, this this time I'm picking based on mascots instead of my previous picks. I'm just going with what mascot would beat the other one.
0: Yeah, so for the people at home, we tried to record this the other night, and when I got done, it stopped recording halfway through, so we had to try this again. So, um, I don't know if the bracket's gonna look any different from Cody for this time, but this is our second try, so hopefully this will be better, but we'll find out. Uh, Let's get into this region here, the West region. What is your favorite matchup of this region,
1: Cody? My favorite matchup, I'll tell you right now, is a geographical matchup based solely on the geography, and it is the 8-9 matchup, Oklahoma and Missouri.
0: Is that because you
1: live in Missouri? This is why you like it, this so it much? Might, it might be. It might be. I'm not, a Mizzou, <laughs> I'm not a Mizzou fan, but I like the proximity of Oklahoma to Missouri, and I, I don't know, like old... Like, Missouri used to be in the Big 12. They're not in the Big 12 anymore. Like, there's, uh, you know, little, like, old conference, new conference. Uh, there's not really anything there. But, like, I'm just talking myself into it. And it's the 8-9 matchup. They're the closest in seed. How are you not going to root for that game?
0: There's a lot of offset potential. Everyone liked, you know, the classic five twelve, the four thirteen, which I think are very susceptible matchups in this bracket. Mm-hmm. But the 8-9 is always something that's really competitive because it's the average of the teams in the big power conferences. So there is, there does tend to be fireworks in this kind of game where you could get a late, you know, last second game winning shot or you lose at the buzzer. Um, so this is an interesting matchup. I would have not personally picked this, but I understand why you would if you're going mm-hmm. by geography.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I just pulled out the map. When, (laughs) when Ryan asked me to do this podcast, I tried to figure out the best ways to determine winners that had nothing to do with basketball (laughs) because not because I don't understand basketball, but because I have not watched much college basketball this year at all. So I thought what better way to do it than with the map?
0: I like it. I like it now bleeding into, is this a fun region bracket for you or do you think it's, the games are kind of boring, or do you think this is an exciting bracket?
1: Oh, there's excitement to be had in this bracket. Mm. There's definitely excitement. If you're if you're sleeping on this bracket, saying that the West region is trash, I got news for you. You're trash because you don't you don't have imagination.
0: <laughs> I, I think everybody's saying that Gonzaga. Everyone that I know that, or you know that I follow that is in the college basketball said that this really broke easy for Gonzaga. Like, they have a pretty easy path to the Final Four, and I think that's what you're supposed to get if you're the number one overall season. You're not supposed to have the hardest path to the Final Four. Correct. Um, But, you know, we know this doesn't always work out that way. So, do you see Gonzaga being challenged by a couple of these teams on the way to the Final Four, or do you think they could actually be upset?
1: I mean, I think they can be challenged by a couple of these teams, but I think I think Gonzaga's going to make it through. I mean, we've all been in the movies. You've seen a Batman film. You know he's going to win out in the end. Batman's not going to lose. But it's the journey to the end of the movie that's what's fun. And that's what I'm saying about this bracket. <laughs> Gonzaga's going to come out. They're going to be in the Final Four. But it's how they get there that is what is that is where the real excitement comes from.
0: Now, keep it on Gonzaga, is, is the player to watch from this bracket from Gonzaga's team, or do you have another player that you're looking forward
1: to seeing? Well, let me tell you what. There is a gentleman on Gonzaga's team <laughs> by the name of Jalen Suggs. And if you <laughs> would have gotten to hear the first one, you would have heard me completely blank on his name for like 12 seconds. <laughs> But I did extra <laughs> research and made sure to remind myself of what the names of players that I like are named <laughs> before we did the redo.
0: What is, so, what is it about Jalen Sucks that you like?
1: You know, he just – he plays hard. Like, he's he just – He's good. He's not
0: like a typical one and done who's just like mailing it in. Like he I, actually yeah. wants to win. He's competitive.
1: Yeah, he yeah, he wants to win. Like he, it's it's one of those things when you watch those one and done players, like a lot of times, like by late January, like they know what they know they're going like whether they're going to the NBA or not. And like that's what their focus is on. But like it's nice. Mm. Like this guy's like he's he's a gamer, man. He's out there trying to win games. Yeah. He has won all the games so far. So, I mean, yeah, I, he's a winner. I like that.
0: Yeah, I like that, too. He, like, I always look for, for freshmen going into the NBA is who actually makes a difference on their team, and you can actually see it, right? Like, you know, like, everyone likes to point to Ben Simmons with his year at LSU where he did not care at all. He was just trying not to get injured. But that one time he cared against Kentucky, he was just the most dominant, the best player. It was so obvious that his talent level was far superior than anybody on that court. And Jalen Suggs does give me that feel, right? Like he makes, he vaults Gonzaga to another level. And you can kind of say that about Kay Cunningham, another freshman. Like he vaults Oklahoma State. Like it's obvious that he's going to be a pro. Like Evan Mobley at USC. USC without Evan Mobley is a 500 team. He Mm elevates that team even as a post player. So I was big on like BJ Boston with Kentucky at the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to be a next, you know, really fun wing scorer. And Kentucky sucked. And BJ Boston, as far as I know, was not out for any of the seasons. Um, And he made no impact or stood out at all. And he was actually one of the reasons why they were so bad. So now I'm off B.J. Boston because Mm -hmm. I got to see it in college. If you're not going to see it in college, then I don't know how you're really going to turn into a good pro. Now you can kind of, like I used with Ben Simmons, yes, he can mail it in, but when he plays, it's obvious. Like was B.J. Boston mailing in the entire year? Who knows? But he made literally no impact for that team, and they were right Mm -hmm. at 500, if not below 500. So that's the thing I kind of look for. Jalen Suggs also does give me that kind of NC tournament run guard that he's not this player exactly, but he has that kind of impact and can change a game with his speed and athleticism and guard play. But he reminds me a lot of that run that Memphis had with Derrick Rose, obviously not the same player, not near the explosiveness that Derrick Rose was, but he has that ability to elevate them. So I think Gonzaga, yes. Will they probably make the final four? I think so. I'm in agreement with you. Are they going to be pushed in some of these games? I completely agree that they will be pushed I think Jalen Thug is the x factor that's going to help them propel so let's get into the bracket let's how let's see how we're going to actually choose this and see which teams might Mm -hmm. push Gonzaga a little bit the 116 matchup Gonzaga versus Norfolk State or the winner of Norfolk State and Appalachian State obviously I assume you don't think it matters who wins that playing game Gonzaga's going to obey
1: correct Let's go to 8 wins. 9.
0: Your favorite matchup, Oklahoma, mm-hmm, Oklahoma mm-hmm. versus Missouri.
1: I do have to say that a Tiger seems more formidable than a Sooner to me. So I'm for that reason. Sorry, Brandon Bradford, <laughs> our other college basketball expert, but uh, your, your Sooners are out.
0: Mm, so Missouri with the small upset. I like it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the small The five versus the 12 seed Creighton Blue Jays versus UC Santa Barbara. I can't remember Um, what their mascot is. It's like Privateers or something. It's like a.
1: Let's find out real quick.
0: Some sort of man with a hat. I think it's a man man with a hat, hat. but I don't remember what it is.
1: They're the Gauchos. Um, Neither one of these. Gauchos. That's it. The Gauchos do serve you. I think that's what they're called at, like, Texas State Brazil, the guys that bring the meat around. So I like those guys, but I feel like (laughs) – I feel like – just based on, like, basketball, I feel like this is a real basketball pick here. I think Creighton's going to win.
0: And this is everyone's favorite upset, I think. Creighton obviously had a couple problems starting the season with the coach with the racial insensitivity. Um, He's back already. I don't know if – that's going to be an issue heading in tournament i wouldn't think so because there are older players and want to prove something can they push out that noise i would assume so the one thing i'm always kind of interested in the big east is i always forget how undersized they are um it is truly like a guard play league mm-hmm. and everyone's six seven to six eight and whenever they get against a team that's just six ten a forward or a wing that's six, six you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that Big East teams are small. So that's something I'm monitoring because USCB has a really good wing player in Ja'Cory McLaughlin. He has the potential to be like the story of the first round. He can go off, he can go get offense generated by himself and in a guard game, up and down game, like it's going to be with Creighton, he has a chance to be that star. So I don't know if I'm going to pick Santa Barbara to pull the upset, but I think I'm gonna have to ride with you here on Creighton just because of the leadership and the veteran leadership of their guards. But the 413 matchup I'm more intrigued by. It's Virginia versus Ohio. Who you got in this one?
1: This one. This is an upset that I picked. I have Ohio mm. beating Virginia.
0: Oh. Any analysis at all, or are you just like? Oh, well, I do
1: have I do have some analysis. So, the Virginia Cavaliers, and we have the Ohio Bobcats. So, just just a little mascot analysis to jump. I think Cavalier probably beats a Bobcat because you know, guy riding on a horse with a sword. I think. But I think, that, uh, I think that Ohio is going to win this. and There's a reason that I think this. They have that double-edged sword of, of, like, really good defense, really tight defense, slow-paced offense. They don't make a lot of mistakes. But if they get in a situation where they're getting – they do make a couple of quick mistakes and they get down 10 or so points, that's rough for them. That's a rough lead to overcome. Yeah. Uh, like playing that slow style. So if, if Ohio gets on a run, gets a little hot, rides some of the lightning that they've, you know, been on in the past few weeks, then I think that, you know, they could possibly give Virginia some problems. And hmm. that's an issue. Don't they aren't they instead of outside of the Cavaliers, they call them the Wahoos or something else? Isn't there something weird that they call what
0: is it? I I yeah. I think that's like a second nickname they have for themselves, the Wahoos. I don't know if that's what their fan base calls themselves. Or if that's another term for the team because they don't like Cavaliers, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Cavalier are kind of a mouthful, but.
0: <laughs> well, I think with Virginia COVID, the health and safety protocols probably cost them winning the ACC title. Um, obviously, you can't mm-hmm. say that for sure, but I mean, they have solid upper uh, upperclassmen guards, Kwaii Clark. Um, I really like their freshman, Respect Beatman. <laughs> They're not flashy, like you said, but they are usually typically efficient. The problem with them this year is, you know, their defense is usually pretty tight. They're actually, they're still a good defense, don't get me wrong, but they're not in that top 10 class this year like they usually are. And Ohio's strength is their offense. Um, So they have another player that could be a star like USC or UCSB does. Name's Jason Preston. Great story. Go look it up on YouTube or Twitter and he could be another star of the first round with an upset. The problem with Ohio is, are they going to be able to get enough stops against Virginia? Because they do not have a great defense. But when we get into March Madness, you know, it's nobody's looking at the upset and say, man, they really pulled off that upset because of their defense. It's usually, oh, they got that upset because they had a good offense." So, Ohio can definitely do this. I like this upset pick. I have 100% agreement with you. I love Ohio Bobcats in this. The 6-11 matchup, USC Trojans versus the winner of Wichita State and Drake. Does it matter who wins that play-in game? Do you think USC advances, or does the 11th seed here pull the upset?
1: Uh, USC advances. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, Mobley is one of those freshmen I mentioned. They have, you know, some senior guards. Um, I do want to give you a programming note for you and all the fans out here. If you have not watched USC, do you watch this game? I want everyone to look out for a player named Drew Peterson. He is the most punchable. Like if I saw him on the street, I would just punch him for no reason. He is the most punchable face, the most awkward player I've seen in a long time. He's not fluid or anything. He's herky-jerky. He's gangly. Like he's like go out on the basketball court. Um, so he is really annoying. And he's also not bad, which is also annoying. But USC gets the win. I agree. The 314 Kansas Jayhawks versus Eastern Washington. I believe it's the Eagles. I don't think Seems it's like, like the screaming Eagles, just Eagles.
1: According to ESPN, it just says the Eagles.
0: Who do you got right, in this, we, this one? Jayhawks versus Eagles.
1: The Battle of the Birds. I am taking the <laughs> number the fourteenth seeded uh, Eastern Washington Eagles.
0: Wow! Is there a reason you're not on Kansas?
1: I don't trust them. Number one, uh, COVID stuff. Number two, number three. Um, I'm still salty about two thousand eight.
0: I think it was 2008.
1: 2008. Yeah.
0: Never forgive Mario Chalmers.
1: No. Not even once.
0: Yeah, I I'm kind of surprised. Eastern Washington, I think, would be the would be the upset of the tournament if they could pull this off. I don't think anybody's on their radar at all to pull this off. But Kansas does have a lot of COVID. Um, health and safety protocol issues I don't I think their star freshman Jalen Wilson did not travel with them maybe he's traveling later to quarantine more I'm not sure but a lot of these teams especially like Virginia probably should mention they're not getting to practice this week together until the day before their game so that might be an issue teams could start slow might be a betting opportunity especially for like a first half cover for these dogs, mm-hmm. maybe the you know the higher seed wins the game, but the dog might cover the first half. So there's an opportunity. But you got Eastern Washington. That is an upset of all upsets. This bracket is completely flipped upside down with those two that you've called. Let's get to the seven ten Oregon Ducks versus VCU Rams.
1: Taking the ducks.
0: Taking the ducks,
1: just because mm, a it's Ram- a matchup
0: of similar styles, or
1: no, a Rams just gonna have a hard time getting in the water with a duck, I think. Uh, Ooh, you know, you, you think
0: the duck plays the strategy game.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, I as much as I dislike Oregon's court, I, I think I have to go with them here. The folks in Eugene I are like gonna it. be are gonna be taking out the people of Virginia Commonwealth.
0: <laughs> I am uh like Oregon is always a weird team to me. They're either good enough to make a deep run in the tournament and surprise people as a, as like a low seed. Then they can also be absolutely bounced in the first round. So it's like they're hard to guess for me. So this is a great game. I think these teams are very, very similar. The March Madness Committee, brackets collecting, whatever they are, um, they got this one 100% right because these are very, very similar teams. Should be an up and down fun game. With VCU, they really only have one player. His nickname is Bones. He goes by mm-hmm. Bo, his name is Bones Highland. I'm just kind of curious about his injury status. I know he had some kind of lingering ankle thing going on or a foot issue. So if he's off or he's having a bad game, BCU is not very good. And they're just active athletes with not a ton of skill. And if you're going up against a team that is also active athletes, but actually have skill, I'm going to ride with that team. So I think Oregon is the right pick Mm -hmm. here. So let's get into the 215 matchup. Iowa Hawkeyes versus Grand Canyon, whatever. I can't the even analogs. remember
1: what it is. The I, analogs, last that's, night, that's what it is. Last night, I thought they were the Grand Canyon big holes, but it turns out they're the Grand Canyon <laughs> antelopes.
0: Not the Grand Canyon gaping holes?
1: Oh, no, the, just big, the holes. Gran, big holes. Grand Canyon big holes <laughs> and the, uh, and the <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, I'm taking <laughs> Iowa here. Just because the I, Hawkeyes I fly
0: the, through big holes?
1: Well, I think the antelopes are going to find themselves in a big hole here against Iowa. <laughs> see what I did there? See what I, I did, see there? What you did
0: there? I feel, did you set that up on purpose just to have I, that
1: I, metaphor? I did. I did. That was the joke <laughs> I ultimately wanted to make.
0: <laughs> well done, sir. Well, good, good thing we got it on the second time around so you could do that. Oh, uh-huh. uh, but with Iowa, obviously, they have a player of the year candidate, Luke Garza. They have, you know, uh, older players, good point guard Jordan Bohan. It feels like he's been there forever. Another guy, Joe camp. They don't, like, during the season, they didn't have any, like, really bad losses. Like, sure, they had one game they lost to Minnesota in overtime, which could be like, yeah, You know, but Minnesota was a middling team in a good conference. That beats some people. So, it's not a horrible loss but they also don't have any like great wins over top teams. So my kind of question with Iowa going forward is if when they get, if they get deeper into the tournament, are they going to be able to actually pull it off against one of the top tier teams? That's the only kind of question to me because we have just not seen it yet from this team. But with Grand Canyon, you know, when I think of Grand Canyon, I think of the years, you know, they had with Dan Marley and they were up and down shooting a lot of threes and now they have new coach. I think he was the old Bryce Drew, the old coach at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. They have two big guys. One is six ten. One is seven foot. And they cram everything to them to the post. Their entire offense, their entire team goes through those two post players. So it is an interesting matchup with Iowa. I think in the thought that you know Luke Garza is an undersized power forward. He's not this super athletic huge guy. He just is a right. workhorse. Can these two bigs kind of wear him down, or is he just going to get him in foul trouble? So the, on the flip side of the coin with Grand Canyon is they can't shoot the ball. Their guards aren't amazing, um, and that's why everything goes through these two post players. So can Iowa shut that down? Are they going to get in foul trouble, or is this where they just kind of hold the paint? Seven-footers are off, but Iowa's just wearing them out, running up the floor and shooting threes. This is an interesting, I don't think it'll actually happen, but I would not be surprised if I looked up at this game and it was, you know, 20 to 20 at half or 20 to mm-hmm. 22 or 20, 23. And we're like, what is going on with Iowa? I would not be surprised by that, but ultimately I would say Iowa wins the game. So I think you're right about that, but mm-hmm. let's get into the second round here. Gonzaga versus Missouri. You still riding with geography.
1: Uh no, in this case, Gonzaga gets the nod.
0: Gonzaga gets the nod pretty easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ohio. This one this one I got Ohio in. I have I have their their offense just I think Ohio is one of those teams, man. They're just gonna ride the lightning. They're gonna make it.
0: I like it. They're gonna be matched up with Gonzaga.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Jason Preston just that story of him carrying them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not yeah. Steph Curry, but like a Steph yeah, Curry-like he's, story.
1: He's the sister gene of this tournament. <laughs> I
0: like it. Every right, tournament needs matchup.
1: one. I agree. Up, this
0: would be. This would be a great story for a kid who is un, un unranked, um, and just got picked up because he put out like some highlight videos. Um, but that would be a great story. I I, I like that upset. Why not? This is a weird bracket anyways. Let's do it. Um, USC versus East Washington. Do you have back-to-back?
1: I have. The USC Trojans ending the Eagles run.
0: Mm, So the buck stops here with Washington.
1: Mm, Yeah, they get the horse out, and the Eagles fall for it. Oldest trick (laughs) in the book, Trojan horse.
0: (laughs) Uh, next final matchup of the second round, Oregon versus Iowa.
1: In this one, I got to, in the battle of the, in the second battle of the birds in this region. I got to go with the Oregon Ducks.
0: Mm, a lot of birds think, in this
1: region. A lot of birds.
0: Realized.
1: Yeah, a lot of birds. But <laughs> I'm going with the. Uh, there's at least four teams. so We've had two two bird battles. I'm going with the Ducks You so like...
0: <laughs> you The Ducks again. Man, this would be a crazy, uh, Man, this would be a wild bracket if that happened. Actually, it yeah. does work in Gonzaga's favor if it truly
1: does. It does. Everyone's party. saying Gonzaga's got an easy road. This is the road they're taking. This
0: is definitely this is definitely the easiest road. We said at the top out might be challenged, but nope, not in our bracket. Uh, let's nope. get into it. Gonzaga, Ohio. Does Preston still have the magic?
1: This is the toughest game that Gonzaga plays in the entire tournament. Gonzaga by one. <laughs>
0: I love your face in Ohio. <laughs> it's completely never, unfounded and insane. I have fantastic. never trusted
1: a bobcat more, but I do have to say, a bobcat versus a bulldog, I'm probably going with a
0: bobcat.
1: I think I am, <laughs> but like, but, but if we're if we're being honest, but I gotta go with Gonzaga here. I just like I, I you know, they people call them the Zags, not the not the bulldogs more often than not.
0: Well, let's get into the Pac-12 Elite Eight matchup, USC versus Oregon. Does the Ducks still survive?
1: The Ducks do not. This is where the Trojans, you know, they used the horse on the Eagles last time and this time the Ducks fall prey to the same tricks. And so for that (laughs) reason... The birds. Birds are just (laughs) dumb. Easily tricked.
0: Let's get Gonzaga versus USC. Are our, yep. our, our dogs just as dumb as birds?
1: Dogs are not just as dumb as birds. Dogs have been doing their thing for some time now. they figured out that a horse is just a horse and don't stand near them. They kick you. So the, the Gonzaga <laughs> Bulldogs, the Zags, they figure it out. They stay away from that Trojan horse and they punch their ticket to the final four.
0: i love it i love that a lot this is why you're on here for your analysis because we got a lot of insight onto birds and just how a general dumb creature they are (laughs) they fall for tricks
1: yeah not not very smart flying a glass all the time
0: if you're you're a magician you could probably go outside right now and trap a bunch of doves if you'd like
1: yeah absolutely why not you need dumb, just go out in the go out in the yard. Don't go to the store. <laughs> put a box out. Put some bird seed under no. it. And, just, and a stick and a rope. Bird hops <laughs> under there. Pull the rope out. The stick comes out, box falls down. You caught a dumb bird. <laughs>
0: Uh, Now, the final thing before we go, let's talk about some future odds with these. Gonzaga is the obvious outright favorite, minus 250 to make it to the final four, win this West region. If you were to pick a long shot to come out of this region, who would you pick? And I'll give you their odds.
1: Ohio.
0: Ohio would be your long shot. You think they could go through... Virginia, Creighton, and Gonzaga, and whoever's on the bottom half of that bracket to make the final four.
1: I mean, the real long shot is probably closer to Virginia or Kansas. And those aren't even really okay. long shots. Those are three okay. and four seeds. Right. But I wouldn't would like is the odds. 5000
0: just for interesting sake. Yeah, it's yeah, just... 5000 just for interesting and uh kansas and virginia are both right at 1200 for odds to win this region so heavy favorites to win this region gonzaga and iowa gonzaga obviously is probably the smartest money but if you were to take a long shot i agree with you cody it would be either kansas or virginia those are the only realistic teams i see because um, virginia wouldn't get gonzaga till sweet 16 and kansas wouldn't have to play them to the elite eight so Anything weird can happen when you get to the Elite Eight, especially if Kansas wins the first round or two without their players coming off the health and safety protocols and get healthy and make that run. It's entirely possible. So something to look at for sure. Do you have any kind of final thoughts about this region or the tournament in general before we go?
1: Um, This region is going to be a lot of fun. We didn't have the NCAA tournament last year, so I don't want to hear any complaints about bad matchups or anything like that from anyone. I want everyone to just enjoy the tournament this year and just be thankful that we have basketball.
0: Yeah, I think that is the most important point of this entire thing that we've done is basketball is actually here. No whining, no complaining. Thanks for joining me, Cody, and doing this bracket for the second time. Um it was oh, wow. as I would say the same amount of entertainment the second time around as mm-hmm. it was
1: the first one. Yeah. It was just different and we just had to go a different route this time. I mean the same same picks <laughs> in all the same places. But we just took a different uh different route to get there. <laughs>
0: So we are still an NBA podcast. We're free basketball, of course. You can catch us live on the Locker Room app every Thursday at 7. I don't think Daniel is going to be able to be on this week. So it might just be me and Cody holding it down. So please join us. Get some interesting talk. Probably be talking about trade talk. The deadline is coming up. So please download Mm -hmm. the app. Join in. Thank you for listening to all these podcasts about the March Madness stats and all the region breakdowns of the brackets. Let's enjoy March Madness, Sister Jane and Gaping Hole.
1: Let's do it.